0: And techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we have a repeat guest on today. I love it when that happens because it means that they have so much knowledge that we just couldn't fit it all in the first time. And this guest has had a big change during COVID. So that's going to be really fun to, to find out about what is new. So please join me in welcoming Matt Sweetwood to our program today. How are you doing, Matt?
1: I am, um, I'm just great to be here with you. I'm so happy to be here with you and talk about all the changes. You know, last time I was here, I had a full set of hair. Oh no.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: No, no, no. This is an improvement. It's a more aerodynamic.
0: Easier. It is certainly easier, less expensive, right? That's right.
1: (laughs) Makes my morning routine go really fast.
0: This is true. I love it. I love it. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we'll dive into this. So Matt Sweetwood is a serial entrepreneur and startup founder with over 30 years of business experience. He is the CEO of Greener Process Systems. He is an internationally known professional speaker, author, coach, photographer, and social media influencer. However, his greatest achievement is having raised five successful children to adulthood as a single dad. He is a frequent national TV and publication contributor and has a number one best-selling book, Leader of the Pack, how a single dad of five led his kids, his business, and himself from disaster to success. So again, Matt, welcome.
1: So thrilled to be here. I mean, after all of that, I was like... Uh... Is that me? That's me. I know.
0: I know. It's always such fun when we when we hear our own bios, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know. And as I mentioned, you've been on before. You were on when the pandemic was really kind of going strong. It was July Mm -hmm. of 2020. You were involved with a company called Lux Now, which I love because you were um, talking about luxury items. Um, And it's funny. I interviewed somebody earlier this week who provides concierge services for. uh, folks that are, you know, obviously at a different level of of income, and so it's, you know, it's, it's very interesting to me. But you have changed what you're doing, so tell us a little bit. You know, we've we've piqued people's interest with the story of your life, so tell us a little bit more about how it is that you got to where you are today.
1: Well, LuxNow is still operating. We have people actually running that, and during uh, the pandemic. That company, because we were in a luxury hospitality business, everybody knows travel was shut for right. Just came know,
0: to a screeching halt. Came
1: to a screeching halt. We, I, I sort of make a joke is that if um, it, this was this was a a godly attack on our God decided that we were not going to run this business. A lot of our business transacts between where I am in Florida and New York. Florida and New York had a little bit of a war.
0: Right. We mm-hmm.
1: went, and then there were. Who's had shots? Who has short-term had shots? Rentals shot? were mm-hmm. shut down. If you went there, you acquired, it was I'm watching this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the city of Miami, where our office was located, it's Miami mm-hmm. Beach, said no non essential, but we couldn't even go in the office, oh. um, I'm like, you know, we need to hang out for a while, but that business is up and running. We're going. Mm-hmm. But the business I'm in now, uh, the business that I'm actually running right mm-hmm. now, is. Um, something called greener process systems, mm-hmm. and we, it's an amazing business. It's a completely different business. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we have a technology that captures the emissions. Mm-hmm. Ready for this? Of ocean-going ships when it, when in port, um, something that people don't know unless you live in a port city, right. is that about seventy percent of the air pollution that comes from uh comes from the station ships in port. So Mm if you live in a place like Los Angeles Mm -hmm. or you live in ports from anywhere from Georgia Mm -hmm. to New York, New Jersey to the West Coast to the South part, to all over the world. Mm -hmm. I was just in Napoli, Italy. Mm -hmm. There's this smog that comes over and it understands it's pollution
0: you're mm-hmm. and you're at the, you're at the of, ocean why should there be small
1: right, right but most of it comes from these stationing ships ah. which emit crazy amounts of pollution it's been a problem that has existed for a long time i'll give you a very amazing statistic which is that one ocean going ship one big freight ship mm-hmm. when it's in when it's in port when it's docked and it's running it's auxiliary engines which they do to run the ship mm-hmm. burns provides as much pollution as 20, 000 cars. Whoa. So imagine twenty thousand each one of those ships, twenty thousand more cars on the road driving around, dumping pollution. Right. And so this problem has existed for a long time. Um, the t- The engineers in my company have been working on this for a long time, mm-hmm. and we've pat- we have patents. And now we have a device which actually captures that and filters mm-hmm. the pollution. And we're going to be installing several of those units in Europe next year. Very so we're, cool. we're very, very excited mm-hmm. about doing this and looking to expand. Actually, we're we're fundraising right now. We're on Start Engine. We're raising mm-hmm. money um, in addition to the contract that we mm-hmm. have um, to install those systems. So for me, this is the opportunity to go from how would I say this? I, I was in the electronics business mm-hmm. for. A lot of years when I really mm-hmm. did have hair, um, till when I didn't, uh, you know, for a long time, you in my mm-hmm. intro, you, you give that 30 year. Um, mm-hmm. then I, I, I have a business which is in a luxury, um, re- it's a luxury marketplace mm-hmm. for boats, yachts, and and yachts, mm-hmm. homes, and cars. And now I get to do something which really makes a big difference for the planet, mm-hmm. which was really my, um, That was really my goal when I sold my electronics company, you know, several years ago, was to really latch on to that project that was going to make a difference. Because, you know, as we get older, we... um,
0: We start thinking about those things.
1: Right. We want to leave the earth um, maybe in a better place Mm -hmm. uh, than when we entered it.
0: Right. You know, and uh, things change and, you know, COVID, you know, all sorts of of different things. But there's always going to be ocean-going transportation. Yes. um you know and and that's the the thing is that's yeah. not as i said that's not going away and so if there are ways to make it more you know improve how it is for the environment you know that's that's a great project
1: right it's an amazing project because mm-hmm. the co- the health cost of the pollution from stationing ships is enormous right. the EPA and European Union and and many many institutions have done studies on this and people are getting sick all over the world, you Mm -hmm. know, for us listeners, like I said, if you're out in the Los Angeles area, they have something out there. They call the diesel death zone. Oh no. Which is this area, Mm -hmm. a large area right outside that port at long beach, you know, where we always see Mm -hmm. on the news, the Mm -hmm. uh, freighters, you know, just waiting to get Mm -hmm. into port. And it's a terrible problem. People Mm -hmm. wipe the soot off their cars. They can't Mm -hmm. wipe it out of their lungs the lost man hours of work and so on. Mm -hmm. And the reason no one solved it, number one, is it's very, very hard. And until the freight ships and the ports are required to do this, Mm -hmm. which is coming over the next couple of years. But why
0: do it if you don't have to? If you don't
1: have to. But this problem has been just a Mm -hmm. catastrophic health problem, Mm -hmm. which no one talks about. Mm -hmm. Obviously, in the news is CO2 capture. Mm -hmm. And we might have something coming in the future, which mm-hmm. uh, will relate to that. But CO2 in the immediate sense doesn't cause health damage. Mm-hmm. The pollution, the diesel particulate right. things co- called SO SOX mm-hmm. and NOX mm-hmm. and heavy metals all come out of these diesel fuel mm-hmm. exhausts and they, they, they create an enormous health problem and ultimately a huge cost to the cities and the right. people that are around the area. Mm-hmm. So I get to solve, I get to solve this problem. And, I love you know,
0: it. We're
1: yeah. going st- to start uh, very soon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, and, and yeah, it's it, we, we talk about cleaner fuels, electric vehicles. Well, clearly, an ocean-going ship cannot run on electricity. Those cords just really aren't long enough. Um, and But I think what a lot of people, especially if you've never been to a port, they don't understand when those ships are in port, those engines are going you know it's it, it's not that it's not like a car you don't pull it in put it in park and turn everything
1: off that's correct
0: you know those those engines still have to be idling to to keep i mean you know they have to keep electricity going they have to, they have to keep the the ship where they want the ship to be um you know all of those right. various things
1: yeah and people see cruise one of my favorite are cruise ships mm-hmm. because when you go and you if you they live near a port where there's a cruise ship where you've taken a cruise you go there and there's this nice white little pretty yes. smoke and you're coming like, oh! out of it. Everybody thinks it's like steam, mm-hmm. but it is not steam. Right. It is actually some of the worst pollutants that you mm-hmm. can imagine. I was just in uh, Napoli, Italy, which is in the south of Italy, and they have a lovely port in there, which takes uh, ferries to Amalfi, the Amalfi coast, and all mm-hmm. of these fancy places that you can go. And they have ferries there, and they have some cruise ships. Mm-hmm. And I was in a hotel that had uh, like, it had the breakfast deck. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Actually, you'd go you'd eat breakfast How and gorgeous. Look out mm-hmm. over the whole city of Napoli. And mm-hmm. all you saw was smog. Yeah. And you're looking out there. It's like, there's not that many ships out there. Mm-hmm. There's like two or three cruise ships actually I took video of it. There's mm-hmm. like two or three cruise ships out there and a few ferries, you know, big ferries, they carry mm-hmm. a few hundred people out there, but the entire valley mm-hmm. from Napoli to mm-hmm. Mount Vesuvius. Mm-hmm. Okay, is just covered in smog mm-hmm. from these ships. As, as a matter of fact, I had someone tell me because I was there in part for you know for business,
0: mm-hmm.
1: tell me that the people who work in the office buildings that are right on the street next mm-hmm. to the port over many years, many of them have gotten health problems. They've gotten right, yes, yeah, COPD and, all, and, yeah, and mm-hmm. all sorts. Right, all mm-hmm. sorts of respiratory issues. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there and it's like, it's hard to get people to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. The good news for our company, and maybe the good news for our fundraise, is that that this is going to be required. There are emission Mm -hmm. requirements coming down the line for ports. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, in Singapore, they're building a new port, uh, which by 2030 has to be, I think, emission zero. Oh, there are, there are requirements in this country mm-hmm. by 2025, by mm-hmm. 2027, by 2030, where uh, mm-hmm. there has to be a big reduction. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting here and we have the technology that's mm-hmm. available now. Uh, you know, I'll sort of add to that is that when you're in in um, environmental business like we are, mm-hmm. uh, and we're, co- we're considered something called clean tech, maybe mm-hmm. green tech, but more like clean tech. Mm-hmm. One of the things is that the products typically are future products. Right. Like, maybe somebody is going to invent an um, <coughs> electric-powered freighter, as you mm-hmm. so comically um, said before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, in your lifetime, my lifetime, probably not. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Right. If if a port wanted our system, we literally would go in and install it. And in a few months, maybe a year, we'd have mm-hmm. the system up and running, and the port can be emissions reduced. So. Um, we view uh, what we have as really exciting because we have technology that's available now. Mm-hmm. And I can get into those side, We create local jobs. We mm-hmm. do all sorts of things. Right. So we believe we have a win-win-win mm-hmm. kind of product and technology mm-hmm. that's available now, which is not usual because you know we, you hear the government all the time. It puts money behind for all of these mm-hmm. programs, but not, very few, I, I don't know mm-hmm. or very many, that actually go into effect right now that are right, right. now. And what we mm-hmm. offer is actually right now. The cool. future... Mm-hmm. Is now at Greener Process Systems. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. Now, is this tech that goes on each ship, or on say the a, a, a tower, or something on the ground?
1: Um, so the answer is uh, there's. We have two varieties of it. Yes. One, <laughs> and if you go to greenerprocess.com, uh-huh. if you just go to greenerprocess.com, you can see we have videos there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to Start Engine, you can see our fundraise, Just type in Greener Process, mm-hmm. um, and we have lots of videos there mm-hmm. too. Um, But basically, our system sits either on a rail on the dock, so it moves along a rail. Okay. It uh, it goes over the ship's smokestack with a derrick or a crane Ah. and creates a hermetic seal over the smokestack. It Mm -hmm. filters the air. It -hmm. filters the exhaust. Mm -hmm. And I know this sounds easy. It sounds like you just put a hose over the Mm -hmm. smokestack of a ship that's generating temperatures at whatever 400 Mm -hmm. degrees centigrade or whatever, whatever is coming out of there at high pressure. It's Mm -hmm. a complicated thing and to capture all of it. And then the temperature is maintained. Mm -hmm. We use a filtration system Mm -hmm. and create a dry powder output. Mm. Okay. And that dry Mm -hmm. powder would normally be in the air and in people's lungs Mm -hmm. and on people's cars and homes and all Mm -hmm. sorts of things. The other system we have actually, sits on a barge with a derrick. Mm-hmm. And so the barge can, depending on the port configuration, okay. the barge can pull up on the side of a ship. Right. So
0: so a really big port, it, right. that's probably going to be something that you do there.
1: Right. So if you think of the port of Los Angeles mm-hmm. right now, the port at Long Beach mm-hmm. is the ships are just, you know, either a few hundred yards, or a few mm-hmm. miles out at sea, mm-hmm. or half a, whatever, they're all stationed out there. We mm-hmm. could actually send the barge out there to mm-hmm. actually filter the air out of the ship while it sits out there. Mm-hmm. And those ships are sitting... For a long time right. mm-hmm. out there, so those two systems are in effect, mm-hmm. and in fact, we have the ability to produce a hybrid barge or even an all-electric barge, oh. which is one of the first of its mm-hmm. kind. Because a barge only needs to move a little bit, obviously. Right? Yeah. So, you yeah, know,
0: well, it's so it's it there. just so if
1: they really want to go completely emission zero. Mm-hmm. We can provide a hybrid barge mm-hmm. which actually goes out and runs off electric while it's right. there. So you really at um, you really at zero, as they say.
0: Cool. Now, is this technology that can be used for other things. Um, what I was thinking about were trucks. I mean, you know, same thing. We have trucks that run on diesel that sit with their engines just idling for quite a long time.
1: Yeah. The good thing about uh, vehicles is that vehicles typically have catalytic converters. Okay. So, and the air that comes out of them, okay, there are some trucks, older trucks and so on that do mm-hmm. that. And trucks do, they do emit fumes like that. Mm-hmm. But many of the vehicles that ride on the road actually have catalytic converters. Okay. And so when you when you go out and you look at a modern you know Honda or BMW, mm-hmm. and it's a gas powered vehicle, mm-hmm. it's one of the things that gets me about electric vehicles. Is that? And I don't want to go off on the electric vehicles because I don't really want Elon Musk to take me out. <laughs> he's but, and he's he's in a mood, <laughs> right? He's in that kind of mood, right? You don't really want mm-hmm. to get in his crosshairs, um, mm-hmm. but. Electric vehicles, in my mind, and and in a lot of people's minds, there's a question over the environmental soundness of it. Mm -hmm. Not from an emissions perspective, but in the manufacture of the materials Mm -hmm. that you need to make an electric car and what you do with those materials. Yeah,
0: disposing of the batteries is one of the biggest things. When you compare
1: that to the low emissions vehicles that get produced today, Mm -hmm. I mean, you take a modern BMW, like I drive a Mini Cooper, Mm -hmm. and that thing, I mean, the exhaust coming out of that thing, I mean, the air is very, very relatively clean. Mm -hmm. So the technology, you're very smart by saying we can extend this technology, Mm -hmm. but the place that we really are looking to extend the technology and we're working on it now, Mm -hmm. we're actually working, are factories. Factories. Yeah. I was just
0: thinking big Mm smokestacks.
1: That's right. So there are factories. Mm -hmm. There are things like glass factories. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of them in the world. Glass factories Mm -hmm. run 24-7 because you can never turn. Yeah.
0: Because you can't, if you turn those, those fires off, the material solidifies.
1: Solidifies. That's right. Mm-hmm. So they run continuously. So our Bonnet technology, our capture technology would definitely work there. So mm-hmm. we, while in some areas we may not be considered so sexy because we still allow the burning of traditional mm-hmm. fuels, we believe we have realistic technology. Right. And maybe even you would call us transitional technology. Mm-hmm. Usually transitional you think of, oh, well, you use it for a year or two. Right. So Eventually transition- we'll do. hmm yeah, eventually somebody will develop a hydrogen engine mm-hmm. for a freighter. I mean, in in our grandchildren's mm-hmm. lifetime, that'll happen probably, but you never know. There could be another Einstein come along and mm-hmm. something like that happen. And I know they're working on that, but we're talking very, very far into the future. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another technology which has been around a while, and this is a perfect example of, of sort of pie-in-the-sky thinking. Mm-hmm. So there's something in the port freight business <laughs> called cold ironing. Hmm. It's a very, very fancy term for saying the ship should just plug into the port. Oh, okay. Right? Where you get mm-hmm. the power from the port. Mm-hmm. And the actual, the US Navy actually, I think invented this technology. Mm-hmm. And a lot of their ships, believe it or not, do that in the naval ports. Hmm. Because they have their own power generation. Right. They have they're all self-contained. Yeah, obviously. And clearly
0: that's going to need massive power. I mean, right. it know. needs massive it's, power. It's not you're, you're 80 plugging 80 it months. in like you're plugging in a fan. Right.
1: Massive power. Now, there's several problems with this. So right here in Miami where I am, they've talked about this for years. Mm-hmm. But every time they go to try to do this, they realize several problems with it. Number one is they would need a massive excavation and power project to power these right. cruise ships and freighters. Mm-hmm. Miami's a big port mm-hmm. in order to do that. The power grid that's here can't really support no, it. So it there's need, no
0: way that power grid is going to be able to handle like, even one, let like,
1: alone multiple. Right. For a big city like Miami. But even if they went through spending the billions of mm-hmm. dollars and the decade that it would take to build something like this, they have another problem. There's a freighter coming in from Bangladesh, not to pick right. on Bangladesh. I but doesn't do it. have that technology. It and they're not retrofitting that mm-hmm. freighter. It, they, quite frankly, even if they wanted to and had the money and the will, mm-hmm. the freighter itself may not have the room and the kind of setup that allows for that. Mm-hmm. So you would go through this effort of building this thing that would take years and billions of dollars mm-hmm. just for each port, mm-hmm. for each port. Mm-hmm. And then you would have a situation where very few of the ships would be able to use mm-hmm. it. In places like Europe and other countries, there is no chance that the power grid right. could ever yeah, there's support. just too
0: many of I mean, they, they can't the even support their own,
1: They can't even run their own air conditioners for mm-hmm. their population right. in summertime. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go plug in these humongous mm-hmm. power-consuming right. devices in there. So, like I said, that's a technology which seems like, oh, oh, wow, we can we just make the ships plug in, mm-hmm. and then we're all electric. Well, There's another and, they, aspect.
0: and you still have to make the electricity. So you know, is it coal? Is it nuclear? Is right, it, you're it, actually it, getting to however, a really good point.
1: It's actually a really nasty solution, in my point, mm-hmm. because all you're doing is you're shifting the pollution from yes. the shore to mm-hmm. the power plant side, mm-hmm. where it has to produce more energy. Mm-hmm. And right now, unless you're right now unless you're doing nuclear power, mm-hmm. it is burning fossil fuel in order mm-hmm. to run those power right. plants. So if you start doing that to the ship, you're shifting. Mm-hmm. So the reason I mention that is not to really, not to really get deeply into cold ironing or whatever. It's just that our technology at Greener Process Systems Mm -hmm. is available now. It's extremely Mm -hmm. cost-effective. We even have an OPEX configuration where we really believe we can charge the freighters. The freighters can use less expensive fuel. So we actually can have a system Mm -hmm. where the system will run and kind of pay for its own Mm -hmm. operation. Because when freighters come... For most ports in the world, probably ninety-five percent, mm-hmm. when an a ocean-going ship comes into port, it has to burn low sulfur, sulfur mm-hmm. fuel. Right, because if they burn the stuff, they burn out at sea. Mm-hmm. You think there's a smog problem? Oh yeah,
0: no, it's it's you're, dense, you're, you're yeah,
1: you're choking mm-hmm. the people. Mm-hmm. So they burn this low, which is much more expensive. If they use our system, they can still burn the other kind of fuel mm-hmm. because of the way the filtration mm-hmm. works. It can save them money. The ports can charge for operations. So we believe we have a really, really good OPEX model, which we're about to see in operation probably within a year or so in Europe. Cool. Cool. I love it.
0: You know, and as you said, you know, when you were talking about why you changed, you know, and and are with this company now, we are all thinking about this. You know, I, I don't believe that we're gonna, you know, what what was the the one of the predictions? Twelve years. No, I think we're going past 12 years. Um, but but we are thinking, <coughs> okay, we need to be looking at some of these solutions. We can't just keep doing what we have always done and expect that things are going to be okay. You know, and 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 it's, you know, I don't think it's a political question at all. I mean, you know, we can just look no. at things and go, "Hmm. You know, there's there is only a finite source of some of these materials. You know, as you said, there's obviously health issues with all of these things." And so I think more and more people and you know, we scoff at the millennials because millennials want to have a better world. Well, why don't we all want to have a better world? You know, as long as it's reasonable and feasible, feasible solutions.
1: I I think where the, the, um, the disagreement comes in is, is what you have to sacrifice to have the better world. Right. And and this is the same thing, like shifting the pollution Mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you instill or force a environmental issue on a population. Mm -hmm. And as a result, people can't feed their families because the cost of things Mm -hmm. go too high or can't. That's not going
0: to work. Proper
1: medical care. Mm -hmm. Well, you might feel good because you've done that, but Mm -hmm. we have to actually balance both. Mm -hmm. And once again, what we do, we believe that we've achieved that almost perfect balance between helping the environment allowing business to continue to run in an extremely efficient manner Mm -hmm. without handicapping them. And therefore the world can function and we can make Mm -hmm. it a better place. Right. And sometimes I think people get caught up in this um, uh, pie in the sky kind of thing. We
0: put our little rose colored
1: glasses on, right? And and is our solution perfect? Mm -hmm. The answer is No. There's Mm -hmm. no such thing as perfect, perfect, Mm -hmm. but there's a famous saying, which I'm sure you've heard is that you can't let perfection be the enemy of doing. Mm -hmm. We want all, we want every power source in the world to be green. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's an ideal, right? That's, that's Mm -hmm. for, that's for God to effectuate, Mm -hmm. but we need people to eat and work and actually Mm -hmm. live their lives and, 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 you know, be able to function. And when you have, when you aim for this sort of idealistic way, I, I just don't believe mm-hmm. it's a very practical solution. And ultimately what's ends up happening is it gets, it doesn't, nothing happens.
0: Right. Yeah. Because as you said, we're waiting for that perfect solution.
1: That's right. And mm-hmm. I think, I, I think the attack on gas powered vehicles is premature. Mm-hmm. They want to just eliminate gas powered vehicles for the sake of it. And one way they're doing it, is causing gas prices to... I mean, it's a very simple thing they're doing. You can call it this, or you can call it that by forcing gas prices up, the cost of an electric vehicle mm-hmm. versus running electric compared to the cost of running a gas mm-hmm. vehicle. Now yeah. you can do that. And eventually over time, people will say, well...
0: It's I'm cheaper to, to have $7. an electric
1: car. It's cheaper mm-hmm. to have electric car. So I'm going to go buy an electric car. So they're forcing the issue. But by doing that, they're forcing people to spend more money, which they would then spend on their savings, on college, Mm -hmm. on food, on clothing, on healthcare, on vacations. And so they start impacting Mm -hmm. the business chain all the way down the line and significantly Mm -hmm. reducing the quality of life for people Mm by going for this pie-in-the-sky kind of idea.
0: A great example is the fact that an electric car is, you know, it's great if you're putzing around town. But if if you want to go on a road trip – you're going to be pretty limited, um, you know, and, and especially now because it, you you can get, you know, outside of the the metropolitan areas and you can't charge your fancy little electric car. So then what are you going to do? But, you know, so so if people can't take road trips, well, then that's going to affect, you know, people, hotels, you know, things like that. I mean, that just has all of those issues.
1: So the environmental agenda, I think, has to be a practical agenda too. <laughs> Yes the number of people on earth are increasing the consumption mm-hmm. of human of resources on earth is is increasing mm-hmm. as a, as human beings we need to as the human race mm-hmm. we do need to deal with this but we need to deal with it in a logical mm-hmm. and orderly manner not in a idealistic right matter and not without care to what we do mm-hmm. to the people who are here. Mm-hmm. So I always view that. And once again, like I said, our technology is what makes me really proud about it is not look, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I, I'm not going to, I, and I have, I, I have my own principles. Mm-hmm. So I would not sit here and say, we have this technology, we're going to force it down people's throats. Mm-hmm. And if it hurts people too bad. I make money. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that mm-hmm. for me for me, our technology allows the world to continue to function as it is for people to get their goods Mm -hmm. and so on by ship and, and take cruises Mm -hmm. and do all of those things and not escalate the cost in a way that makes it difficult for Mm -hmm. people to afford and adds to the cost of goods and services and so on, which once again, pushes the pain down the line. Right?
0: Yeah. You know, and, and And obviously new tech is more expensive. I mean, you know, it just, that's the way it it always is. I mean, I remember, you know, when the first computers came out, when the first smartphones came out, um, you know, and, and so it's, it's one of those supply and demand things. Costs come down, but it was, it was, I was listening to a radio program, I think just yesterday, and they were talking about um, electric vehicles. And he was talking about electric Hummers, which to me, that was just an oxymoron. I mean, you know, it's like, well, this is pretty bizarre. And you know, clearly it's a luxury item. A Hummer, you know, whatever type you're, you're getting is a, is a luxury item. I mean, this is not, you know, your $30,000 vehicle. And so they were saying, you know, how many people they have on a wait list? Hundreds of thousands. Um, but they can only because of supply issues, they can only produce 12 a day. And, you know, and and they said they're never going to get caught up, you know, and and so what's going to happen is technology will have passed them, you know, (laughs) and they'll have gone on to something else. And so that is, you know, it's not just, hey, we want to have an electric hummer. It's, oh, well, or, you know, whatever. There are all the other things that go into it that can cause issues. And then, of course, you have that little thing called a pandemic on occasion.
1: And, you know, who knows when the next one will come, of course. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and each time they, you do something, the government or whoever is doing this does something to cause the cost of things to go up. Mm -hmm. It just makes the manufacture of other things and the process of other things continue to go up, makes them just, it just creates this vicious Mm -hmm. cycle, which causes a lot of pain for people. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know about you, but I feel there's a lot of pain out there. Mm-hmm. It's really sad to see. I know right. a lot of people that are mm-hmm. suffering under the terrible inflation mm-hmm. that we face now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in part caused by, you know, increased gas prices mm-hmm. and so on right. that are out there.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and we do have to look at the numbers. I mean, you know, sure, say electric cars are a great idea. But from a percentage wise, how many people are actually going to use them, going to want them unless they're forced to, Um, you know, and and so yeah, it's great for the people in cities. If you're Farmer Brown, not going to work. I mean, you know, where I grew up, um, so I grew up in a very small mountain town in Colorado, the closest major grocery store, so something that sold more than, you know, milk, bread, eggs, was 65 miles away over a mountain pass electric cars are not going to cut it. (laughs) And, and so, you know, and, and that's certainly not an anomaly. I mean, there's, you know, and, and the funny thing is, of course, people here on the East coast tend to forget that the West is pretty far spread out. And, and, you know, and, and so it's, you know, it's great to have these notions. If you're in Denver, Houston, all of those, sure, you can have an electric car, but if you're in Walden, Colorado, Probably not going to work too well. Plus, it gets really cold up there. I don't know how electric cars do when it gets really cold.
1: The, um, you know, without pounding on the electric cars or because they do have their uses, of course, (laughs) is that I'm going to ask you a question. So do you think that the people who are making policy right now in most countries, not just the United States, Mm -hmm. really care about what the people who are 65 miles out in flyover country? No, um, th- think, care, or want—they
0: don't because those people, uh, their their voices typically are not heard.
1: That's right, exactly right.
0: You know, and it, so and it comes back to the old squeaky is being made wheel for
1: New York, mm-hmm. Washington yeah. D.C., mm-hmm. Los Angeles, Chicago. You know that's what policy looks like. It's being made mm-hmm. for right now, which is mm-hmm. why a lot of people are suffering,
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: actually really not a good thing because. Now, no, obviously, it's not a good thing because it's you know it's people are not being not being represented or not being heard mm-hmm. is not a good thing, but it it, it eventually causes extremism mm-hmm. because you want to make somebody upset you make it so he can't feed his family right yeah and I, you know and, really and upset
0: I think that was one of the things that we really saw at the during the pandemic when the pandemic was at its height. Yeah we definitely had the haves and the have-nots. And where we really saw that was with kids. You know, did they have, first of all, did they even have a computer at home? You know, they're forced to, to you know, do homeschooling. Do they have that equipment? Do they have internet access? All of those various things. And, and I think it really did have show lunch? us that the haves and have-nots.
1: Do they have lunch? Mm-hmm. For many kids, missing that school right. missed sometimes the best meal they had for the day. But once again, sometimes the only meal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not sure that. Um, I mean we can, <laughs> we can get we can get into the lockdowns and all the things that happened with that. There was just an article um, from the Economist, if I remember correctly, that talked about the. They said the lockdowns were worse than you know for children. There's still children out of school. There's all all sorts of things. So government policy over the past several years has been very very painful and mm-hmm. not just in this country right. all over the world yeah. so hopefully we can pivot away from that mm-hmm. i have faith in um, mankind and maybe we're at a low point now but i think we'll uh, will will we'll pivot away and yeah. we'll head in the right direction
0: yeah. you know i think one of the things that we are seeing is obviously the workforce you know the people who who can work from home You know, many of them went. Oh, okay, I like this. I I I tell people I have to put shoes on. (laughs) But now there's also so much to be said, and I talk about this on the program a lot. With you know, when you're standing there with your colleagues at the coffee machine, you bump into them in the elevator. Sometimes your best ideas come from those conversations, which are not happening now.
1: You know, it's funny. I had a conversation with a friend yesterday. I wear um, this Fitbit. Uh huh. It's a, a Fitbit. I, I wear, oh yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need
1: to be Fitbit friends. Yes. Need to be fit, Fitbit friends. <laughs> so the interesting thing was, uh, I'm I'm now I'm in Miami, Florida. Now I moved here several years ago, mm-hmm. um, but I was in New York City for a while. Mm-hmm. And one of the few great things about New York City is that it's a walking city.
0: Right. What kind of has to be
1: right and. I would have my office, mm-hmm. and if my office was relatively close, but it didn't mm-hmm. matter. In New York City, you you walk to everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So I walked mm-hmm. from my apartment. Even if you take the subway, it doesn't right. matter. You, you walk if your subway,
0: subway is not right there. You- yeah, yeah, right.
1: You walk to it, go down, walk up the stairs, walk down the stairs, but whatever, you walk around. I was hitting eleven thousand steps without wow. like. I mean, mm-hmm. I actually was averaging like twelve and thirteen thousand. So my my minimum I always set that would warn me. If I didn't reach, it was 11,000 mm-hmm. steps. And even when I, I first moved here to Florida, I had a co-working space, which I ran mm-hmm. Lux Now and, and mm-hmm. run Greener right. out of and so on. And then moved into this new home here mm-hmm. in Florida. And I set up this lovely office, you know, mm-hmm. with professional camera, right. you know, mm-hmm. fancy mic, you mm-hmm. know, I'm sure you have the same mm-hmm. kind of oh, thing. Yes. So mm-hmm. I sound very good on when I'm on big media shows mm-hmm. like yours and so on. And now it's like, I can't get my steps.
0: Right. I mean, because
1: the, the, no refrigerator- no the walk from the refrigerator, no reason to walk from the refrigerator to the office right. is not doing it for no, me.
0: No, no. And it's the refrigerator. So right. it's
1: refrigerator. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here in a gated community, mm-hmm. right. And it's hot. Mm-hmm. You, you can't really walk to anything. You know, if I want to go, I have to drive it's mm-hmm. full suburb kind of life. Mm-hmm. And I was talking. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah, this is terrible. And I got this. I have a little dog who, if I walk her, she like, you know, it's like dragging a ball and chain. She's like, it's <laughs> it's too hot. I don't mm-hmm. want to. She walk. doesn't want to go out. Yeah, it's like I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good here. So. Uh, I, I think that the point you make is a really important one. What is the effect? On, okay, I'm going to go work out today. I'm a workout mm-hmm. freak. So I will go work out, but still, it's not walking, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And when I was in New York. Yeah, I we would,
0: need that air. Even if right. it's
1: polluted air, we need right. fresh air. No, but you would walk. Like, like mm-hmm. I would be in my workspace in New York. I'd be like, I want coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay, the co-working space offers coffee, but it's really like mud okay. water. I'm not drinking that. Mm-hmm. I would go walk, go walk a block, go Mm -hmm. and you would just do that twice a day. I'd walk out for lunch or or just Mm -hmm. walk to the end of the Mm park, and I really miss that. And Mm -hmm. and now with people working at home, I mean, we were already headed towards work at home, just like we talked before Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean, set it into a permanent, Mm -hmm. just
0: sped it up. Mm -hmm.
1: And so now, I there's like an enormous amount of people working from home. I can't even imagine the final health consequence of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty disciplined. So I force myself to walk. I force, Mm -hmm. but it's hard. I'm still not walking 12, 13,000 steps a day. I try to make 10 a day now, Mm -hmm. which is really, it's actually upsetting me. Mm -hmm. As I'm talking to you about it, it's actually really upsetting me.
0: Well, don't make your blood pressure go up because that'll cause other issues.
1: It's not. It just motivates me. Yeah. When well, something it, upsets me, I get motivated to yeah, fix it.
0: To, to make a change. Yeah, I, I participated in um, a fundraiser last month for the American Cancer Society. And it was, you were supposed to have, you take your dog, which, you know, that was fine. Um, and it was 30 miles in 30 days. So you were supposed to basically be doing a mile a day, right? 30, you know. And, and, and it was a challenge. Now, I have a big, gorgeous path. A walking path behind our house. It's actually a hundred miles long. It's an old rail bed. So oh, I big, love rail trails. Yeah. Big, amazing. wide, flat. flat. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know, lots of trees. I'm totally yeah. I mean, you know, and, and so and it it is literally right behind our house. But you know, it it was it's hot. Uh you know, and and so sometimes I mean I had to push it at the end to get my 30 miles in you know i was having to go twice a day so that i could do that partially because you know i i can't go more than about a mile and a half at a time but but yeah it was and, and and it was funny because you know it's a big facebook group all of these various things and and people were really saying how much of a struggle it was now part of it was because it was in june um and they had reasons for that but you know, it was like, okay, you make this in April, we're probably going to do it a lot more. But I think that the, the whole thing was we all found a lot of excuses to not go. I mean, you, really?
1: You want me to get up earlier
0: to go? Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I just find that walking is better when it becomes part of your, let, let me say it like Routine. This. Let, let's say, you're, you're, you know, if you read all the studies, you're supposed to do walk 10,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. There's actually a study that came out recently, a very important study that showed there is a direct correlation between number of steps per day and mortality direct, mm-hmm. a very solid study, mm-hmm. which says, if you walk under 10,000 steps a day, mm-hmm. you are definitely shortening your life. And yeah. the more you walk over, I'm sure there's an upper limit. You walk hundred thousand mm-hmm. steps a day. You're yeah. Gonna,
0: I mean, there is a maximum, you
1: know, yeah. mm-hmm. transplant in you know, a short mm-hmm. amount of time, but you walk. And I find that if you can walk half to two thirds of that, In your normal course Mm -hmm. of your activity during Mm -hmm. the day, you're in good shape because then you only have to, you say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go take a walk with the Mm -hmm. dog. I'm going to do something and you can reach your Mm -hmm. 10,000. And I find this work at home environment. It's like really hard to do that. You should know (laughs) that it is 1247 right now. Mm -hmm. I was sitting at this desk where I am right now at nine o'clock this morning. Mm -hmm. And I have been, I have essentially other than to get, My second cup of Mm -hmm. coffee and a glass of diluted. This is not beer, by the way. This is it's apple juice. Okay. Mm -hmm. I swear. I swear. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, um, In order to do that, uh, that's like the only time I got up from my desk. Mm -hmm. So it's almost been three and a half, Mm -hmm. four, three and a half hours. I have had my Mm -hmm. butt on this chair. Oh yeah. And it's, it's actually bothers me. Mm -hmm. It's not good. Yeah. you know, and then I have to get up. Okay. So then I'm going to go make lunch when we're done. Right. I'm going to go make mm-hmm. lunch. That's a uh, 12 steps to the kitchen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Okay. But I've
0: at least got a flight of stairs. I've got to go yeah, down. This, I'm,
1: this is, uh, this is Florida. It's one level. Mm-hmm. Um, no basement even. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so I, I'm not going to work. I'm going to have to like, and I know I'll work until five o'clock mm-hmm. and five o'clock I'll run to the gym, but mm-hmm. I mean, even running to the gym and working out at the gym and, swimming great okay i may Mm -hmm. do some of that it's still not tend to and it's not and it's Mm -hmm. a long period of inactivity and it's it's really upsetting it almost makes me want to move back to new york city Mm -hmm. that place is now unlivable so i can't do uh, that but yeah that's a a different totally different. different
0: topic different yeah you know i actually have a little mini elliptical under my desk, yeah, I and so I can that, just right? sit here and piddle paddle along, you know, and 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 then I can go the other way. I
1: mean, you know, and okay, it's, you let's know, have a truthful truth moment. Truth moment. How often do you use it?
0: Um, I use it often because I actually I it's it's big enough. I have to put my feet on it.
1: Ah, okay, yeah, at yeah, my yeah, desk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but the length of time. Uh, um, but you know, it's it, it makes such a difference. Just you know, because my knees and my ankles are getting older. Um, you know, and, and so just that motion, you know, they don't, they don't sound like Rice Krispies when I stand up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but uh-huh. I think, you know, this is, is definitely, as we were saying, this is a challenge when we're not in offices anymore, because even if you just got up and walked to, you know, depending on the size of your office, I mean, you could be walking quite a distance, but yeah, go to the coffee maker, then, you know, you had coffee, so there's another room that you have to go visit, um, you know, or down the hall to see people. I mean, you know. It, we, we moved a lot more when we were in offices. And I think that is, you know, that's, that is definitely one of the issues that we're going to be facing.
1: Yeah. And I the belong. And once again, this is one of those things where, okay, so we're now 15 years down the line mm-hmm. and diabetes has increased by 12%. Mm-hmm.
0: Obesity, cardio mm-hmm.
1: obesity, mm-hmm. you know, go down the line. Mm-hmm. How do we know why that is? Well, this is going to be a contributing Mm -hmm. factor, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be very hard to pin it. You're going to do a study that can ask people how many hours you worked Mm -hmm. at home. They're going to try. This is a very, very, very Mm -hmm. difficult circumstance, you know, without being too tin hat, foil, whatever tin foil hat kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, you start to look at these things and you start Mm -hmm. to wonder whether uh, all of these things have happened and policies in place to actually shorten human lifespan Mm -hmm. and clear the planet of people and stuff like that. It's a terrible thing for me mm-hmm. to say or think, but I don't know when I start to see everything going in that direction, like nothing that's going mm-hmm. on right now is making us healthier. Right. Nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, for, for everybody saying, Oh gosh, I love working from home, which right. You know, that is, that is one of the big things. I mean, you know, back to Elon, when he said, you know, you work from home or quit. I mean, yeah. You, and you know, and, 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 so, you know that that's great. But as we said, you know, it's and, and you know, like i I can work anywhere I have internet, you know, same with you, probably, you know, we and and so people are like, ooh, you know, I can live in different places. I can go to the beach, I can do whatever. That's great, but there's also drawbacks to it. um, you know, and and you know, and and, and like kids, I mean, you know, there were kids who did incredibly well when all of a sudden, they weren't in that that environment. I was talking to a, a young man yesterday who, you know, said that he got bullied all the time. And he loved the year that he was home because he said, you know, he 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 was able to focus on school. He wasn't worrying about, you know, and I just felt really bad. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but you know, and, and then of course, you know, we had so many children that that have suffered because of that. And and I'm a firm believer that sports and things like music programs. I mean those are very important. You're not doing that when you're in your, your socialization.
1: Home. Mm-hmm. There's an article I actually looked it up while we were speaking. Um in The Economist and the um I'm reading the headline of the article right now is governments are ignoring the pandemic's disastrous effect mm-hmm. on education. Right. Yeah. I mean I can't even imagine we're gonna have mm-hmm. a lost generation. Now I have a friend. Um she Ran a business which was shut down by the pandemic, Mm -hmm. and she used that time to go get like part of a new degree. She went, okay, so she she did great and Mm -hmm. and great. So there are Mm -hmm. people that do that, but for the kids, this is Mm -hmm. this is just one of the Mm -hmm. worst things that Mm -hmm. could possibly have happened to them. And I really, I really worry for the youth. Mm -hmm. No, I tell you, if you're going to be like a psychologist, Mm -hmm. you're in luck. Cause mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because
0: you got a bunch of people coming out. I mean, you, we've you got had. a
1: bunch of people coming. You got a bunch of clients coming right down the line right now. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and, and you mentioned you know that the the other things we did a thing here in Cobb County, which is where I live in in Georgia, and and I just thought it was so innovative because it combined a whole bunch of these things. So they realized kids didn't have internet in a lot of the communities, you know, and yes. and so they equipped their school buses as basically big huge Wi-Fi routers. And so and they would was. go toddling down to these areas that, you know, usually. And park it was the easy.
1: bus and they would park yeah. the bus.
0: Well, and so you had the kids had Wi-Fi, your bus drivers were still working and they started giving out lunches again from the bus. So you had the kids getting the lunches. You had the people who made the lunches who were doing things. And I just thought that was such an innovative way to deal with it's it. On the, on it's fantastic. It's like
1: guy. when you yeah. hear government doing something like that, you're like, is that is that our government? Oh no, wait a minute. Government? That can't be. <laughs> that can't be, right? Well, and then of course. Elon Musk did that, right? Us. Elon Musk did cost that. More. Right. That wasn't the government. Elon it sounds like something Elon Elon do. must
0: have done that. Yep. Not yep.
1: everything else or been involved in everything else. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. But but yeah, I love that because it yeah, it benefited in so many different ways. Um, you know, and, and of course, you know, you couldn't stop mom, dad, whoever from using the Wi-Fi. I mean,
1: you know, it was I, the, I'm gonna be honest problem. with you, okay? So I lived in Northern New Jersey. My original mm-hmm. business, which I ran for 27 years, was in Northern New Jersey. Mm-hmm. If you know Northern New Jersey, it's just like New York. There's mm-hmm. 10 gazillion people within, you know, 20 right, miles. Yeah. Squenched
0: in this little... in mm-hmm.
1: within each other. Um, I lived in New York City for four or five years and then moved to Miami. Mm-hmm. And I went to college, went to graduate school in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. So uh, I have spent my entire life in heavy population centers. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I started to hear the idea that there were areas that didn't have internet, I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. like it was, I was actually Mm -hmm. ignorant to -hmm. the concept. I mean, obviously I believe it. It's not like, Oh, I don't believe that. No, I'm Mm not. I'm definitely not an in the bubble kind of person. And Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I left New York city was too many people live in a bubble there and have really no idea what goes on in the real world in rural Georgia Mm -hmm. or Colorado or other places around the world. And that's why, shat comes out of their mouth when they start talking about this stuff and they have no idea what yeah, other they people, have no idea mm-hmm. other people's horrible experience mm-hmm. or difficult experiences in life are But when i saw that i'm like this is unbelievable
0: yeah in this how, day and age how is that how possible? are
1: we allowing this mm-hmm. it, you know it falls to me that the fact that children don't have internet mm-hmm. you know in parts of our country mm-hmm. let's not worry about other countries mm-hmm. just our country to me is right in line with veterans that are on the street right it's mm-hmm. like we yeah, how, how are thing. we
0: allowing this to happen how, mm-hmm. are,
1: how are we allowing either one of these things to happen mm-hmm. and it's just a very very mm-hmm. painful kind of thing mm-hmm. and I always say to myself you know once I've done very well in my business career, But I promise, and I'm saying this to the world. I actually have never said this out loud. But when you have a nice, you know, nice long interview like this, you get Mm -hmm. to say this. And I always, I look at God and I say, you know, if you give me the kind of money that, not a a tenth of what Elon Musk, I'm sorry to keep mentioning, Mm -hmm. I don't want to mention it, Elon Musk has, I am going to take that money and I am going to do something amazing Mm -hmm. with that. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying it publicly. For me, I'm not about um, owning six homes and Mm -hmm. And having Ferraris. I, right. Ferrari. I wouldn't mind a Ferrari. I wouldn't mind a Ferrari. I'm not, I'm not I'd I be I too
0: worried about driving it. <laughs>
1: That's no, I'm not. I'm not. I am not. used to race. I race cars. So That's for me, true. that'd be okay. Yeah. But no, in all seriousness, I, I just really, I mean, like, I, I would try to fix one of these problems. I would take one of these problems mm-hmm. and, tr- and try to fix it. To me.
0: Even if it's just in a small area.
1: Yeah, I want the big area. Mm-hmm. So I, I always go big. So for me, you know, kids that go hungry. Mm-hmm. Kids that don't have internet, veterans, you know, without proper health care or homeless. This is just, this to me as a, what we call ourselves as an advanced society just does not work for me. Right. Yeah. It does not mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Does not work. Somebody needs to do something about this. I volunteer. I just need the power to do it because, you know, mm-hmm. money, real money. I'm not talking about, look, I, I live a very nice life. I'm, I'm living in Florida and, mm-hmm. you know, an exclusive community and I live a very nice life and I'm very blessed. I have healthy five children, mm-hmm. which I wrote about in my book, and mm-hmm. you know all of that stuff. But uh, you know, real money comes real power, mm-hmm. and uh, I I just hope that before mm-hmm. my time is up on this earth, I I get that power and I can mm-hmm. really make a significant difference. Because I promise, I will do it.
0: I saw that the big lotto hasn't been won
1: in quite a while, <laughs> but I'm yeah, not, I'm not feeling that one. Okay. Well,
0: and you know, I my now my husband will buy a lotto ticket you know, one one every week or so, but I'm like, Ugh, you know, and, and, um, but yeah, have, I'm
1: like a businessman. So I'm like, you know, I'd be better off taking that and just buy it to save it up, buy a share of stock or something, buy a yeah. share of stock in 20 yeah. years from now. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have a lot, you'll have a lot of money. Yeah. So it, I, I just, I just want to, I want to be able, I hope someday I can really mm. make a difference. And I understand doing it locally and I do charity work and I do mm. this, but I'm talking about really mm-hmm. s- just like greener is solving a mm-hmm. big right. worldwide pollution. Yeah.
0: That is a worldwide problem. It mm-hmm. is a
1: worldwide problem. We have mm-hmm. a solution to a worldwide problem. I, I would love to be able to do this for something, you mm-hmm. know, significant like that. How about just, right. I just don't want there to be hungry children. How about that? Can we not have hungry children? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, okay.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, that's, that should be just be one of those basic things.
1: Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly right.
0: Yeah. Well, oh my gosh, we went in a whole bunch of different directions. Yes. Um, you know, but what fun, like you said, we get an hour. That's part of why I do an hour. I get a I get to have really in-depth conversations with people. You know, I am curious, you know, we mentioned your book. Um, it is leader of the pack. How a single dad of five led his kids. There it is. You know, being Vanna, if you, if you're watching this on video, right. um, so the kids are now adults, mm-hmm. and you know what's what's up with them. Uh, you know, are you grandfather now? All those various. I things? am.
1: I have three granddaughters: two from one, one from another. Uh-huh. Um, I I can't believe I admitted that. I'm 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 too I'm way too young to be a grandfather. I'm in a little bit of denial. Mm-hmm. Though they are very cute. I will. Yes, tell I was
0: going to say, but I'm sure you dote on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they're pretty cute. I must mm-hmm. say, they they don't look anything like me, which thank goodness. Okay. But nevertheless, uh, I'm very lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, So I view myself as very lucky in today's world, because Mm -hmm. all five of my children are, to use the term, off the payroll. Mm -hmm. Right? And you know, in today's world, for millennials, they're all millennials, right? They're in that 20, 30, Mm -hmm. 20, 30 range. All millennials have a very, very hard time of launching. I mean, Mm -hmm the cost of housing, the cost of living, the cost of all this. Yeah. I mean,
0: when, when it's over a thousand dollars for a one bedroom apartment, oh my gosh, Mm
1: a thousand dollars where my kids live, it's three and Mm $4,000. Yeah. You know, in the cities and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, to have them all off the payroll Mm -hmm. is a good thing. It's one of the few things I did right as a parent. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, if you get to read this book, Mm -hmm. you get to read all of the stupid things I did as a parent, but nevertheless, somehow in the end, how I um, overcame them and built mm-hmm. a pretty big business and raised kids that went to big colleges, you know, mm-hmm. from George Washington University, the Elliott School of International Affairs, Ooh. to Northwestern, to Columbia, mm-hmm. to all of that. To one daughter graduated um, magna cum laude from summa cum laude from mm-hmm. Pace, and
0: um, oh wow, you know, yeah. I,
1: they all off and mm-hmm. all off have real jobs mm-hmm. doing their own thing. I mean, they don't talk to me much anymore because they don't. I don't need to write checks. Mm -hmm. They're busy. I don't need to write checks anymore. So what do we we need Dad for? (laughs) If if you don't need his credit card or the or a uh, ACH, you know what do you Mm -hmm. need him for? But uh, nevertheless, I'm extremely proud of them mm -hmm. because they're all really excellent humans. Mm -hmm. To me, it's not only just about the material and academic success. It's really about them as humans. Good people. They're good people. Mm -hmm. They're actually good people. They contribute more than they take from society. Mm -hmm. And I think that's maybe the ultimate measure of parenthood. Mm -hmm. And believe me, from where they came from, if you Mm -hmm. read about what Mm -hmm. happened to them, my book and how I became a single dad Mm -hmm. and had a raise And they
0: were young. I mean, the youngest was 18 months.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm That's right. When when I became a single dad Mm -hmm. and um, I didn't think we were going to make it there. But one day I looked at them and said, you know, I don't want any of you to end up in jail or on the street, so I better do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, with God's help, I fortunately right. figured it out. And uh, to some extent, though, so, you know, I wasn't the greatest parent, but we yeah. got there somehow.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and I think your story also shows that, you know, we can overcome the, you know, the, the hand that we were dealt, you know, all of those various things and you know yeah things uh, it'd be you know it'd be boring really if if we had everything exactly the way back to that perfection question right you know that we were talking about if if everything was perfect mm. um you know now you know, granted we could do with some listen, less challenges listen i've been
1: told i'm a virgo this mm-hmm. is not that i follow this stuff but i'm a virgo so i was told that i'm only comfortable in perfection and i Tend to agree with that, you Mm -hmm. know. So I want everything from now on. It was really hard up to this moment. Mm -hmm. I want. I I think I did all my hard stuff already. Mm -hmm. I want it to be easy from now on. Okay, I love it. Mm -hmm. Not really. I I need.
0: I need an easy button. I have a money button. Here's my money button.
1: Wait, wait. wait. I'm I'm trying to press (laughs) money button. If it were only that easy. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, Matt, we've only got a couple minutes left, and we really want people to learn more about your company and what it does. So tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Okay. Greener Process Systems. We have technology that captures and reduces the emissions of ocean-going ships, think freighters, cruise ships, ferries, while they are in port, improving the health conditions for millions that live close and around ports, as well as that smog, which travels pretty far inland and does uh, more damage. We're really excited about that at Greener Process Systems. We're going to be installing those systems um, worldwide. We have contracts to install in Europe. You can just go to greenerprocess.com and learn more, or you can actually just go visit my personal website, which is msweetwood.com. And certainly any of your listeners who reach out to me on social media, I am at M. Sweetwood everywhere. I'm glad to respond and talk about what we do. We're raising money for greener process mm-hmm. systems. You can be an investor. Um, we actually won here. There's a really cool thing. We actually won a Shark Tank contest. Oh. Our company won. I had an arm wrestling match with Kevin O'Leary and <laughs> I got the pin. Mr. Have Wonderful. Fun. Mr. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, if we all mm-hmm. know who he is. Um, I got the win. It's a pretty funny. Mm-hmm. um video. Actually, if you go to my uh, social or whatever, you'll mm-hmm. see the uh, the video of me um putting the pin on Kevin O'Leary, the wrestling pin. And uh, we actually won the contest, which is very, very cool. And we're mm-hmm. raising money. And uh, like I said, people contribute and be part of it. Right.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it, I, I, it's such an interesting concept. I was reading through the website before we started and it's just like, wow, this is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's very cool what we do. It's also very difficult. You know, people look at it and go, oh, you just put something over the smoke. I'm like, yeah, yeah, just suck yeah, it sure. out, right? Mm-hmm. Just suck it right out. Of you. We put a, a Hoover over the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's a little more complicated than right. that. and It took a long time to do And it's why no one's done yeah. it before, because it's actually difficult. We have okay. patents all over the place. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, very, very excited about having the opportunity mm-hmm. to make a difference.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, Matt, this really has been a great second conversation. I wonder what you're going to be, you know, when we have a third one, yeah, what, oh what are we going on then? So that'll be fun. Um, but until then, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with?
1: Yeah, I, I always have a personal motto that I think is really good for everybody. And that's when you're engaged in anything, whether it's a personal, personal business, regular business, relationship, I always say to myself, I ask myself the question, how badly do I want it? Mm. And a lot of times when things are failing for me, they're like not working out. Mm-hmm. I always like to look at myself first. It's not like, well, it's the pandemic, it's the economy, it's inflation, it's people not ready. I always do that. I always sit to myself and I always say to myself, now, how badly do you really want this? Because I have found that in life, that when you want something more than anything, you will do whatever it takes legally and morally to actually make it happen. And I had that moment with my kids at one point, I didn't want to be a single dad. I wanted to go work. I wanted to do my thing. And I got these little kids and I'm looking at, them, I'm like, you know, I really badly don't want these kids to turn out the wrong way. And so I better friggin' do something. And I did that with my business. I had a business an electronics business. That business came under such assault for over the decades from technology and competition and business changes and stuff. And you have to keep reinventing. And you know, when you've got a family to support and 100 employees and you're trying to keep it running, you want it badly enough, you figure it out. So I always say to people, if you don't feel like you're succeeding or there's something wrong, ask yourself an honest question. Do I want this badly enough? And if the answer is no, just either up your level or move on. It's okay to move on. I've done this many times. Right. So I, like, I have a friend try to get me to ski. Okay. Silly thing, right. This is not happening. Okay. I'm not a good skier. And I said to myself, am I not a good seer? Cause I'm not a good athlete. No, I was, I played baseball. I played football. I played golf. I'm a low handicap golfer. I, I race cars. I said, No, I just don't really like this. I don't want to bend. And because of that, I'm never going to be a good skier. So I'm going to hang out at the lodge I'm going to look at the pretty girls and you go, skate. okay, that's what I'm doing. So I just, I always like to say that to people is really have an honest conversation with yourself, look within yourself. And if your business or whatever it is you're doing is not succeeding, just ask yourself, do I want it badly enough? And the answer, it's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. And if you say no, that just leaves you two options. Either try a whole lot harder and want it badly enough or switch what you're doing. It's really good life advice. It's really a way to sort of get you off the place you're in.
0: I love it. What a great thought to to end with. I can't wait to to talk with you again. I've been talking with Matt Sweetwood of Greener Process Systems and all sorts of other things, too. Mm -hmm. I'm Deb Creer, And until next time, everyone have a great day.